It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well and having a fantastic week on this December month. And hopefully where you're at listening to this, you're still able to play some golf and get out and get some swings in. And spring is hopefully around the corner and then we can all get back out and play lots and lots of golf. I've been doing a lot of reflecting this last week and the first thing I'll say is, man, parenting is a tough job, isn't it? And I think it's difficult as well, even being a sports parent and even more so in the game of golf. But I love these discussions that I have with parents that come on to the podcast and share their stories and experience of the journey that they've been through with their children in the game of golf. So today we have David and Jennifer McLaren, and they are the parents of Liam McLaren, who is a nine-year-old golfer in Canada. He's not going to win all the time, and we, we remind him that not even the pros win all the time. And it's in the times where he loses, where he's going to find the most lessons. So we try to find the lessons in the loss. And we also try to point out the positive. So we try to, you know, to remind him that it's okay to lose, that you are going to lose. And and that's where you're going to learn. And that's where you're going to become an even better golfer because you're going to take the lessons out of it. Today, we're going to talk about some interesting things about golf in Canada Liam's tournament playing experience and how they've handled winning and losing and some of the discussions they've had in their family all around that. And then really just talk about and share their experience they've had so far in the journey of golf. This is going to be an episode for all you parents out there listening, a lot of things you can relate to and things that you can take away after listening to this conversation that we have today. All right. So Jennifer and David, welcome to the Raising Golfers podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm really excited to have you guys here. And these episodes are some of my favorites where I get a chance to talk with parents of golfers because I myself, I am a golf coach, but I am also a parent of two young boys. So there's always something that I feel like I can learn. And I know for sure that the listeners of the podcast take a lot away from hearing from parents who've been through this journey of junior golf. So thank you guys for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and where you're from and we'll start from there. Sure. Uh, I grew up in a town called Newmarket uh, in uh, the province of Ontario in Canada, which is uh, about 40 minutes north of Toronto. Currently, I'm a police officer with uh, the province. I have a uh, played golf most of my life. It's uh, been something that uh, my family has kind of passed on to me. My grandfather was a big golfer. I, I wouldn't say I'm very good, but... <laughs> uh, do you enjoy it? <laughs> I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I wish I could get out more and all that kind of stuff for myself. But uh, no, I've, I've uh, been probably playing since a young teenager. I would say uh, I shoot usually in, in the mid-80s to to high 80s that would be my normal normal golf i would say that's considered to be on the better end of golf when you talk about the masses you know well 
I, uh, there I, you go. I appreciate that. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of um, course. We'll tell Liam that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jennifer, why don't you tell us about yourself as well? Um, I grew up in just about 40 minutes to an hour north of Toronto as well. And um, I do not play golf at all. Uh, my dad was an avid golfer and, and I went out a few times with him on the driving range and he took me out on the course, but it wasn't something that I ever really, really had a, a knack for. So my, I mean, I always w- watched it with him on TV, but I never had a huge interest in it. And um, so I was more, I was a dancer. So I was more on the artsy side of things. And uh, I work now as I'm trained as a paramedic. I work with a family physician in, uh, in Newmarket. So yeah, that's pretty much me. And now I've turned into a golf mom. I always thought I that I was good. Yeah, I always thought I was going to be a hockey mom. Everyone said when we had boys, it was oh, yeah. going to be hockey. Uh, but <laughs> we learned very early in Liam's life that we were going to be hockey parents instead. So that's that's what we do. Oh, very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm very curious about golf in Canada because I've actually I haven't had the pleasure to play golf in Canada, and I know there's so many beautiful golf courses up there. But I know depending on where you live in Canada, the season length is a little bit different. So could yeah. you guys share a little bit of that with me as well? Because I'm very curious about that. Well, um, we just a uh, couple of days ago had about oh, about four inches of snow here. So most of the golf courses uh, are closed, I would say, by the 31st of October normally okay. um, in our area. However, and, and I'm assuming with... Uh, some of the changes in weather and whatnot. Uh, it's tends to, sometimes we've had a beautiful spell last week of really good weather where we were uh, in Celsius. Sorry, but we were we were uh, uh, almost twenty degrees Celsius. I'm not sure what that is exactly in Fahrenheit. Probably eighty or something around that. And uh, right. yeah, so they open up for a couple of days and then they close. About last year, I think we were open even uh, during during Christmas. To be honest, oh, is that right? Yeah, 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 but that that's a that's kind of a uh, unusual circumstance. But I would say normally um, the season would start um, late March, early yeah. April until uh, the end of October. Okay. So I'm assuming that's what um, I'm assuming that's six months. It might be seven, six or seven six. months. Yeah, yeah. I would like to now kind of shift gears now that I have a bit better understanding of what golf is like in your area of Canada, sure. but I'd like to move on to talking a little bit more about your son, Liam, and I'm curious to know how his journey in golf began. Well, as I, as I kind of told you in the beginning is, uh, my family is, is into golf. We're not crazy fanatics, but, but it's something that we've all grown up with and, and all been part of. And, uh, it's something that our family enjoys to do recreationally. And Liam was given on his uh, baptism at nine months. He was nine, <laughs> nine months old by my uncle. He was given uh, a set of golf clubs, uh, just a very small junior set. Um, kind of a it, it, it wasn't a joke, but it wasn't. It was. Uh, it, it kind it, of was. It kind of was yeah. right. Yeah. What, what yeah. he wanted to do, and right. uh, yeah, and it just so happened that uh, I was going to be involved in a tournament at work uh, or through work, and I was just practicing chipping balls in the backyard. Liam was maybe 18, 18 months, months old. Yeah. And we pull, he wanted to play, so he pulled out those set of clubs and 
And he just started fooling around with and chipping the balls and hitting the stuff with me in the backyard. And that's kind of where I think the interest really came from. I also watch a lot of uh, PGA stuff on, on the TV and he would watch with me. And Liam really picked up on the golfers' names, um, you know, especially the ones that are more interesting, like Bubba Watson and, and you know, and Rory and those things that were more unique. So he got into it. He watched them. And then um, as kind of time progressed, I could see him kind of emulating their swing. And I'm looking at it and I'm going like, and he's like, I don't know, two and a half, three years old. And I'm going... Uh, he's got a better golf swing than I do, <laughs> so, <laughs> right? And 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 he came. So when he was little, when he was three, you know, we put him into those programs where you know uh, the mu- the kid the and- kids swimming and kids music and all that kind of stuff. And he just yeah, he came up to us one day and he said, you know, mom and dad, I I I take swimming lessons, I take music lessons. Why can't I take golf lessons? And my uh, honest my first initial reaction is well because you're three um you know that was my first reaction to it but uh to to give credit where credit is due jennifer went out she went on the website she researched um the canadian pga professionals through their website and tried to find somebody who was really uh, into teaching children and she found a lady uh just outside of toronto that uh she called up and, and said, uh, hey, you know, we have this three-year-old. He really wants to learn. He's he's shown us. We've taken him to the driving range. He can hit balls for like three hours straight. You know, Jennifer had to bring him his snacks to the to the uh, the, the driving range tea box and drinks and all that stuff. And he just hit balls one after another. And she said, well, he seems a little young, but bring him in and, and, and show me. And I'll see if he's kind of teachable right now. So we did, and we brought him, and within two minutes, she said, absolutely, I can I can teach him his focus, and, and his swing is amazing, and, you know, we can get started and, and get him going. Um, his at- attention span seems to be really good with with the golf. She seemed very pleased and surprised with that, and, uh, and kind of the rest is history. He started uh, taking lessons with this lady, and... Uh, um, yeah, he's been improving ever since. So I've got a question for you guys. Sure. So when he did start taking lessons at age three, because it's actually becoming more and more popular to have junior golf programs for kids of that age. And I don't know what his program was like. So I'm curious to know at that point, what exactly was he doing in the classes with this, uh, with this instructor? So her name is Donna, the instructor. Donna Norman. Yeah, Donna Norman out of Richmond Hill. And she, she built a good relationship with Liam. She, talked, she really talked to him about the, the basics of, of just swinging the club. Having fun was a huge thing. Uh, and it still is. Uh, that seems to be the biggest thing that, uh, that all the instructors are, are pushing for the kids, which is great. And I mean, he, he did all kinds of different things. Um, he loved that. It would be like, uh, putting, for example, they would do like, uh, like a little putting contest or a mini putt through, through the, the golf greens. And they would do, she would have different equipment of like rings and colorful things that he could hit the ball through, uh, chip through. And she really started with the basics, like yeah. a, down to as simple as like addressing the ball and, 
Um, she gave him special grips so that he developed a proper grip, right. told him about stance. And then she worked on some of the etiquette and stuff with him as well about not running on the green. So, you know, they had the practice facility outside as well as inside. So outside, she, you know, she would tell him, you know, you don't run on the green and you're, you're quiet around the greens and that sort of thing. So she really started from like the absolute basics and then kind of progressed from there. And his lessons were short. They were only half hour, I think every other week to begin with, just because he was so young and the attention span is not as, as long as, you know, an an older child. Uh, So she really started. Yeah. She really started with the basics, which was great because he's just been able to build on that ever since. I think, I think she's was really good at building the relationship with Liam. And uh, I'm just going to point out like one thing that was amazing was um, she had him hit pennies off the ground. Oh yeah, that's right. I actually, I actually recorded it one day, and he was hitting the penny right off the ground, and she that's would just cool. do, yeah, yeah, just different, just kind of different things that uh, that uh, uh, would interest him. He'd be like, "Oh, cool, yeah, I'll hit a penny off the ground, or I'll, you know, let's play this game or that game." And and uh, she also had a facility. She used one of the squash courts inside the country club where they set up with all the nets and stuff like that uh, during the winter time. So she actually had a nice facility where he could go and, and, uh, and practice and, and learn. And yeah, she, it was, it was a lot of the very, very basic stuff. The one uh, uh, activity that she had as to go down to like, you're aiming at a target. So she had the target up on the wall and instead of hitting balls to it, she would pick up a few balls and the two of them would throw the balls underhand to the target. And that was her practice to get him to just aim at a target. Yeah. Learn distance and, and, and learn and distance feel and, and all that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And then the, and the arc of the ball and that sort of thing. So that's how like basic she started, which was, was great. Yeah. And so she took, cool. and she took him out on yeah. the course. She took him out in the course. They play a hole or two together and, yeah. and kind of experience that, which he, Liam just loved, just loved that. Yeah. So. The adults love to see the kids on the course. Like every time he went out, the kids or the adults thought, you know, it was great because this, you know, this little guy is is getting involved in golf, which is not something that, you know, you see more now. But when Liam started, it really wasn't as prevalent. No, it's definitely true. I, I totally agree. Now, was there a point where he joined any group coaching programs? As for the group setting and stuff like that? The golf camps and stuff. I guess he was probably he was probably six because I think that was the that was the minimum age that they would allow. So we introduced him to my local course out of Newmarket, where there's a young instructor there. Uh, His name's Kevin Tarling, and his dad actually plays on the senior tour in Europe. Oh, Oh, very cool! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken, Ken Tarling is, is, he's a, his, is his dad is a professional golfer. So he held camps, but they only hold them like maybe three, three weeks out of the summer. Three weeks out of the summer. Yeah. So, and they're half days. I mean, it's, a, it's good, but I mean, I'm, if, if they had camp every week, I'm sure I could send them <laughs> no problem. Uh, he, he would play, he played golf every day, all day long, but uh, that's how he got introduced to that. And what was really cool is, he was definitely the youngest by far. And Liam, just on a side note, he's a little bit shy, especially when he was younger. And he wouldn't participate as much in different things and be very reserved in that regard. And uh, he was the show when he got there. And then 
the other kids saw what he could do and and of course his instructor and stuff he he was a show he was oh you know closest to the pin contest everybody wants to know what you know watch liam and watch what he's doing and are amazed at at how well he was doing at such a young age because i guess the it went up to to, to 13 yeah 13 years old that he was playing with so it was really it was really good and it was good for him and he had other people that that he could play with but i would say even in this area there was maybe eight kids in total in that and and in, in that camp, in that yeah. age range, Liam is probably the only nine year old or relative relatively uh, around that age, probably within two townships that could play at his level or around his level, at least. Right. So that's it, cool. It, it is yeah. cool, but it's it's also hard because now we have to travel a lot to, <laughs> right. to try and find somebody to to play with. Well, you know what what I find interesting about the story you're just talking about there was that when he eventually joined a group program and Mm. even with his personality i'm sure there was this huge boost of confidence that he had oh Oh, huge Huge. right and that's the beauty of well just sports generally but Mm. you know we're talking about golf and i think that's the beauty of golf is that the game of golf can do so much more than just hitting the ball from a to b and trying to win and for him to be able to go join a group program and be able to walk away and take away so much confidence because like you said he was the show yeah he was now in this feeling that he's never had before and for him that's just it's just a great feeling for the kids and it it can completely change their personality and life can it absolutely yeah he was he would come yeah he would tell us about it he would say you know we did this and we did that and you know it was really good big smile on his face and he was really happy but and he loved the games and the different things that they would do uh you know that the instructors would bring forward uh and he truly loves competition he 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 just he's very competitive young man Really? Why do you think he's so competitive? I believe it's because of his mom. <laughs> um, I think it was passed down. To be honest, um, um, I, I'm not sure. I'm uh, I'm not exactly sure why. It could be because some of the programs that that he he does have. So U.S. Kids is obviously here. We have the Canadian Junior Golf Association here. We have a another one called the Maple Leafs Junior Tour here. Um, and then there's a, some a, a sporadic, a couple of smaller, smaller tours. But what they're what's great about them is that uh, they acknowledge kind of the top five golfers within an age group, and they give them a medal, and and they make it a big deal. I, I mean, it is, but I mean, they make it a big deal. They they they're really well organized, which is really really pleasing for us it's it's great to see and i think once liam got the taste of that that first medal yeah <laughs> soon as he received that first medal that uh that really inspired him to say hey you know i can i can do this i can play he was playing against kids that were two or three years old of them at the time and i think it gave him like you said earlier about the other stuff it gives him the confidence to go out and, and play and 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 try and we try and, and explain to them that it's it's not necessarily that you're playing against the other kids. Ultimately, it's between you and the golf course. And it's if you go out and shoot a low score for yourself, then most likely that you might end up on the, the podium per se. And that's really what we focus on is, is improving himself um, and playing the best game that he can play. 
and then because uh, the other part that, that's difficult, especially in golf, is you can't control what the other kids do. You can't control what else is happening. Um, if they, you know, chip it in or make some really good shot, and you know, the, it's just their day, and then that's what's going to happen. It's hard to explain that to a nine-year-old, but the, that's kind of the focus that we put on it. Is is he's playing for himself? He's playing for his best score, and if he does a good score, then most likely he'll succeed. Right. No, I, I think that's great. I, I do have a question because I've seen he's had quite a bit of success and I see him, he's quite colored with his medals and yes. photos on his, <laughs> uh, on a social media. Right. But right. what kinds of conversations do you guys have when he loses? Because golf is a game where we lose, especially the older we get, we lose a heck of a lot more than we do when. Right. So How's that? How have those conversations gone with, with you guys as parents and talking to your son about that? That's tough. That's tough because it's hard to see them fail and uh, tears flow. And and for me, I let him have a little bit of an opportunity to have a little cry and release it a little bit. And then, um, you know, we just tell him that he's not going to win all the time. And we, we remind him that not even the pros win all the time. And it's in the times where he loses, where he's going to find the most lessons. So we try to find the lessons in, in the loss. And we also try to point out the positives. So, Hey, you didn't, you may have lost the game today, but you made that great shot on 18 or you made that awesome birdie on, you know, six or whatever the case may be. So we try to, you know, to remind him that it's okay to lose, that you are going to lose and and that's where you're going to learn. And that's where you're going to become an even better golfer because you're going to take the lessons out of it. Um, and then, you know, just remind him that it's not, you know, just because you lost the game doesn't mean that you played horribly. You, you made some great shots. You played, you know, you played the best that you could. And that's, you know, that's, that's unfortunately just kind of life that, that you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. And, and, and he's pretty resilient that way. You know, he, he gets upset for a little bit and then, you know, gradually he kind of comes out of it. I don't know. Well, I have a, a more unique (laughs) kind of view on that. So the way things work here, Travis, and I'm sure it does in the States as well, is I am uh, the daddy caddy. Okay. So basically it's Liam and I out there. And, and like I told you, I'm not the greatest, you know, I'm, I'm decent golfer. Um, I do know the rules. I do know a lot of that stuff. So I'm out there and, and we're there to support the kids out there. The environment was a little bit surprising to me when I first went out. Uh, I believe it. With the, with yeah. the, the U.S. kids and, the, and the, the junior tour, the kids are very competitive. But but further to that, the parents the, are very competitive. The, the parents are, are quite competitive yeah. as well. Oh, I know that. I, I, I ran a, <laughs> I'm sure you I, do. I, I, I ran a no U.S. Way. kids. Yeah, I ran a U.S. kids tour in the San Francisco Bay Area, and at the time, it was the biggest tour in the world. Oh, and we, you know, uh, I, I've seen it all for sure, and yeah. I've seen. I've seen the good. I've seen the bad. I've seen the ugly, and um, I, I know that there's a, it, it's it's an interesting experience for first time parents coming oh. onto the scene. That's for sure. And I oh. hope, and the hopes of this podcast as well is to try to make those types of situations better for everyone. Yep. And um, yeah, I, I, I do know, 
I'm, I'm very well familiar with that. <laughs> yeah. that scene. It's, yeah. it's not that it's, it's not, and, and I'll be like, it's not that it was is poor or bad in any way. It, it's, it was, it was really kind of surprising, but when you think about it, golf is such a difficult strategic, like there's so much to learn about golf. I, I know that other sports are, are too. And I played hockey, I played baseball, I played soccer, but golf is always bit like, there's so many choices that you have to make during a golf game and so much can happen. You you're off by a millimeter on your shot. You're, you're in your club face and, and you could face, you know, uh, a much more difficult next shot or, you know, there's so, uh, so many things can change. And then the decisions you make when you drop the ball, you know, for, for a penalty, how you do it, where you do it. If I can take a, a some sort of relief from something, it, it, you know, I've, this is something that I have learned as being a caddy, even with them, like, it's like, well, I shouldn't have, we shouldn't have made that decision. Like you, you look at it afterwards, like we should have taken our drop ahead or behind, or, you know, would have been easier for Liam or whatever. Like there's so many different things that, that we go through and we learn. And then being the caddy and, and trying to go through that with a nine-year-old, I, I, I know like uh, you as a, as a pro as well, would probably say, Hey, you know, try and get the kids to learn more. And, 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 and let them do things on their own, which is great. But some things, the decisions that they'd have to make can be so difficult that they don't understand. So helping them as a caddy and, and uh, out on the course and, and helping them with those decisions can have certain costs too, where it's my fault that, you know, he missed, I, I, you know, if he asked me to help him read a putt or if he asked me what club, you know, I'm confused as to what club because of elevation difference, because of this, because of that. And you make a decision as a, as you stated, which I do appreciate an above average golfer. Um, I'm trying to make, the, I am trying to make the best decision I can and then go from there. But what I find is, um, and I don't know if you find this or not, the majority of the other daddy caddies out there and their, and their children, they're scratch golfers. They're pros. They're out there. And uh, the thing that I find most difficult is they're reading putts or help reading putts and stuff like that. And, and I am just not at their level. And then they, they, the kid still has to hit the, hit the putt, of course, and no doubt. And uh, I understand that. But uh, they're getting more help from somebody who's a lot more knowledgeable than I am. Right. And, and sometimes that, that you can see that. And that's a difficult kind of part of it. Um, but we worked through it. But um, with Liam, we always focus on the fun. There's so many variables from an adult perspective of, of how the golfers and what they do and they go through their stuff. But we try and focus for him. We just say, you know what? You got to play golf today. <laughs> That's great. Like you had a great tournament. You got to see some, you know, some of your friends. Uh, did you have fun? We ask him and he, well, you know, yeah, I did have fun, even though, you know, it's more fun to win. Yes, it is, win, yeah. of course. But, <laughs> but you know, um, we focus on that. We focus on, like like Jen was saying, the learning of things, mistakes that we made. Uh, Liam is very conscious about his game, uh, what mistakes were made. 
uh, he has no problem calling out his daddy caddy and saying, <laughs> you made a mistake or, you know, maybe you picked the wrong club here or help me, you know, help me in a different way. And I say, okay, well, what, what should we have done? And we talk about it and, and hopefully, and I think it's been him learning uh, what, what all that means and that the decisions are not that easy and that th- things can change and things can happen so much in a golf. <laughs> it, it's really an amazing game. It's why I love it um, is because it's so difficult. And I think Liam's really, as he's growing, realizing how difficult of a game it really is. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, yeah. and, and, he's lear- and he's learning. And I think that that's also because we've gone through that. The one thing that really sticks out in my mind is the very first competitive tournament we played in was a, uh, in a golf course called Turnbury, which was, a, uh, as it's named, uh, a Lynx-type golf course, which is very difficult, which I find very difficult, especially with all the undulating greens and, and, and all the stuff. And it's very well kept. And Liam was very young. Uh, I think he was, was six. Just, he was six, six at the time. Yeah. And he was playing against nine-year-olds, up to nine years old. So it's quite a, an age gap difference. And there was 14 kids in our uh, group that, that day. And he came in last place. And the first thing that he did was he grabbed his golf cart and he started to walk, like, as soon as he found out, he started to walk away from me. And I go, where are you going? He's going, I'm going to the driving range. Go get me a bucket of balls. <laughs> no way. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is him at six years old. Okay. I need yeah. to practice more. So I was like, uh, and as a parent, you're like, okay, no problem. Go get the bucket. You know, let's go. Let's do. And and and, and we did go. ask him if he wanted to attend the medal ceremony you know, if he wanted to see his competitors get a medal. And I I thought that that was an important thing for him to do to learn how to support his competitors, um, number one. And number two, to, you know, to learn how to lose graciously as well. So, you know, I said to him, I said, let's go watch your competitors get their medals. One day you work hard enough and one day that's going to be you as well. So he went and, you know, he congratulated them and, and then he went to the course or to the driving range and he, he practiced. So it, it was, I think it was a good learning experience. He needed that. He needed to know that he's not just going to be given the medals. He does have to work, work at it. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you have to support your competitors in their wins too, because when it's his turn to win, he would like that support as well. So and and they the, do and they do Travis they do, the, yeah. the 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 US we also have a Travis by the way that yeah. Run, that oh, really run, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah he runs he runs our US kids uh, tournament out of the Niagara Falls area cool. uh, our, our tour down there and he does an amazing job yeah um and he's, he's great, great with the kids and uh the way that he approaches like all the, it's it's awesome and he runs our Canadian invitational for for US kids as well out of Niagara Falls, he does an awesome job, but he promotes the fun. He promotes like, you know, uh, all the etiquette, the congratulations, yeah. the, the, all that stuff. And and I think we kind of, we kind of made Liam go and say, you know, you know, good game and all that kind of congratulations to the one who wins. Cause obviously he was upset about seeing that, but now like, and that was years ago. Now it's common practice for him to go up and say, you know what, you played a great game, congratulations. And he does that on his own now. Um, and it's a, re- a really good thing to see. And he is, he has become a more gracious loser, as Jen said, because uh, obviously he knows he can't win every time. But uh, 
he certainly wants to. <laughs> he, he certainly does. wants to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that competitive edge is, is definitely there. That's very cool. I, I've got a few things I want to touch on. Sure. The first one is just a statement about the caddy situation, going back to what you had talked about a few minutes ago. Sure. And you might have already heard this or you might already know this as well. Um, but the fact that some of the other caddies maybe are better golfers, more experienced, help the kids read their putts. Yeah. I personally think, and this is not just for you, it's also for the listeners out there, is that that is is good, especially for right now or for that result of today. But if Liam or let's just say whoever's listening, your kid is reading their own putts or reading their putts more, or yeah. your caddy is not as experienced, over time, they're probably going to develop more of their own skills that actually at some point, if you're talking just based on results, there's a good chance that a person like Liam might surpass those other kids because he's had to figure out more on his own because he hasn't had to he hasn't been relying on somebody else so heavily right Right. so obviously you're there being the caddy and you're helping him but i think it's an important thing and i think that with the caddy situation i i do think that sometimes a caddy who doesn't know so much actually can be more helpful in the long run so that's just an opinion of mine that i just thought i would put out there and and um yeah i personally think what you're doing is is great so Keep up the good work, David. Well, he's 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 definitely a better potter than I am now. I I I rarely have to read any putts anymore because I, he's got that and he's he's been kind of forced to. That's do that. cool. So to 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 your point, yeah, um, that that is definitely something that he's. Oh, for on. sure. Yeah, I believe it. And then Jennifer, going back to what you talked about, you know, just those conversations that you had with him talking about winning and losing. How did you know at that point with a six-year-old son to be able to say that to your kid? Because that doesn't necessarily just come from nowhere. I mean, you had to have had some prior experience to know to speak to your child like that. So how did you, where did that all come from? I think it came from my mom. I was a dancer um, and I was competitive as well. And David is right. I am very competitive as well. And, and, and I think that's where Liam gets it. And I had the same kind of attitude he had. I, I would get very upset when I would lose. And a couple of times, you know, I wanted to just give it up and that was it. And, and my mom said the same thing to me. She's like, you know, you're not always going to win. You have to be supportive of those that do when, when it's their time to win. And when it's your time, they're going to be supportive of you. And you have to learn from your mistakes and and you get more out of losing because it's more of a learning experience. When you win, you've done everything right, you've performed at your best, but it's when you don't perform at your best that that you learn where your mistakes are. So I think it truly came from just learning that, going through it with my competitive experience and my mom saying it to me. I love that. Um, yeah. I, I think that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That is that is very good because when you were saying that, I'm thinking, you know, this is coming from somebody who has experience, not only winning, but I think even more experience losing. And like you said, I think there's so many more yeah. learning points to take away from actually losing than winning. So I, I just wanted to find out where that came from. Absolutely. And it sounds like from your upbringing and what your mom had said to you really carried over well to your son, which is cool. Absolutely, for sure, for yeah. sure. One of one of the other things too that that we've been paying more attention to with the social media and all that kind of stuff is uh, Liam's heroes, his uh, those role models, those role models. Um, like for example, uh, like Dustin Johnson, for example. It was funny because we watched like a press conference 
uh, after one of his rounds. And, and one of the questions was like, you know, how can you be so cool and calm out there? And we, th- we just thought that that was cool. It was an interesting thing. And Liam was watching with me. And he said, he says, listen, I, I know I'm going to hit great shots. I'm going to hit some really great shots. I'm going to hit some good shots. He says, but I also know that I'm going to hit some bad shots. Like it's mm-hmm. inevitable. And so why should I get mad? If I know it's coming, why would I For get sure. mad? Right. Um, so Liam's like, inter- like, and he's, he can pick up on these things and he picks that up. And then just like, you know, uh, you're just trying to teach him all those little, little things like, like the, uh, and I don't want to misquote, but I think it was Hogan, which, uh, what's, you know, what's the most important shot in golf and it's right. the next one. Um, thing, things that like lot, that. Yeah. We use that. We talk about Rory McIlroy has, um, you know, uh, is it 10, ten rules ten, the success. 10 rules for success. Uh, Rory is his absolute favorite golfer and, and he's got pictures of cool. him all over the place. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, we go through the rules. He's got the rules posted in wow. his room, right? Or uh, the number one rules work hard. The next one is believe in yourself, which is which is a big one that we push on on Liam um, because it, it always inspires him to believe in himself. He knows he can do it. He's been again the same premise that that these PGA golfers have. I've done this before. I've made this putt, you know, ten thousand times before, so I have the confidence to be able to to approach that. We say to Liam, Liam, you've won before. You've done this. You've come back. You've done this you've you've made this putt before believe in yourself and uh it it really resonates with him which is great and so i mean you know if if just for my suggestion is if the you know whatever kids are out there and and parents are out there that that these professional golfers do a lot for kids now we can see that we can see what they provide uh, uh, through the social media and, and the different things that they do. They have great advice. They they really do. And it shows that they're they're just regular people. Like I think a lot of times we put professional athletes at a different level and uh, put them up on a pedestal. And then when you hear them talk or you hear some of their advice, especially to kids, it it just makes them seem like they're just like the kid, like Liam, sometimes in the things that he hears Rory say, he's like, you know, I'm kind of like Rory. I've, you know, I've missed that putt before. So it, it, it gives them that next level of um, reassurance that if this is their goal is to pursue golf, that it's very much within their reach the same way it was in Rory's or Dustin's and, but that they do have to work at it. So it just brings them, brings those athletes down a little bit more to their level and, and gives them that confidence. So I think it's good. That's great. That's really good. So what have you guys learned as golf parents through this process so far? (laughs) Um, It's agonizing. Be nice, Jen. Um, Tournaments are agonizing. It is, it, it is so difficult to watch them out there at such a young age. And you know, when they're, when they're doing well, it's, I mean, you, you wonder where they come from sometimes. And when they're not doing well, you just want to go out there like you just want to pass the ropes and get on the green and give them a hug and rescue them. And you can't. And they have to go through it themselves and they have to try to persevere and and they put that adversity out there. And it, it can be so difficult, so difficult. But when you see them get through that adversity, it's 
it, it's, it's just as proud as a mom to see them go through that as it is when they win because they're, they're really learning life skills of how to, you know, to, to get through adversity and get through it and, you know, ask for help when they need it, but be confident in themselves that they can do it too. And, and I, you know what, I admire Liam. He goes to school regularly. He trains regularly. I, sometimes I just get exhausted looking at him because he's always on the move and he does it with, you know, sometimes we have to push him a little bit, but, um, you know, he does it willingly and he does it with, with joy. Like he just loves to play and, and just to see that passion is, is amazing. So I, I just try to support him, whatever he wants to do. You know, I, I give him the, whatever I can and to help him and, and, you know, just let him take the lead from there. So that's great. Yeah. It's definitely a, it's definitely a different role when you're Liam, Liam's our oldest. So we have not, all the experiences with him are new to us. And from the perspective of a, from Jennifer being a dancer and a very good one and a very competitive one at a high level. And then I played hockey and different things at that uh, uh, somewhat high level and, and being in control and being the person that's involved in that. Now we're looking at it from the outside. Now we're the spectators, the, the supporters, the, the, you know, yes, I get to be a caddy, which I do get to influence a, a little bit of what happens, but Liam's the one that's got to execute the shots. Liam's the one that makes the ultimate decision. Um, he knows that he has a veto over whatever I say. If he's not comfortable with uh, whatever it is that I've, you know, uh, helped him decide and he just wants to do what he's going to do, he has that option. And then uh, he has to live right. with that result. And and he's done that. And <laughs> it is so hard. It's so hard as a parent to watch. I know that you understand what we're saying, and most parents do. Um, but uh, it, I'm very proud of Liam and how he has handled uh, all the experience that he's gone through from the ups and the downs. It's been a challenge. It's very difficult. But I've learned that that as long as we keep him on the right path, meaning following, you know, uh, golf's supposed to be fun. Uh, that you can only you can only influence so much in regards to wanting you know to learn and, and do all that stuff but it has to be up to him it, it has to be what he wants and we re, we try and revisit that as often as we can because there are times where Liam does not want to train there are times when Liam doesn't feel like doing it because he'd rather go play toys or video games like he's right. a nine-year-old especially kid. seeing his younger brother who's only six where right. he really doesn't you know after he's done his homework he's got the rest of the night to to play and do whatever he wants so sometimes right. Liam can get a little bit you know I'd rather do that like why am I so busy mm-hmm. type idea so at times yeah. it can be challenging what, what what is really tough is and again I know this is one of the questions later on you may may touch upon but um, I'll touch upon it now. Liam has made the decision that, uh, as most probably nine-year-old uh, aspiring golfers would make, is I want to be like Rory one day. I want to be on the PGA Tour. So the question then becomes, like, what what do we do as parents uh, to try and help get him uh, help help get him to to realize his dream, his uh, his goal. 
so talking to our instructor things like that and and talking to liam and and keeping you know uh letting him know kind of what other people have done and trying to explain that in the simplest terms as we can um you know we've come up with a routine for liam and and training and liam has shown a real keen interest in fitness himself which is again amazing for a nine-year-old it's like it's even coming down to health and eating uh, he makes his own decisions we're talking about you know i'll let him pick you know like we just had halloween so he had a couple of you know they've got their candy bars and all that stuff you can have two of those go ahead you know you know you've eaten your dinner you've done whatever you got no i'm just gonna have one i'm just gonna have one like just decisions that he makes because you know no and and uh, doing push-ups and all this at nine years old he he's doing all these things and it's really amazing but trying to keep him on track and trying to trying to to help him but not overly push um just remind him of what his responsibilities are um if he wants to to move in that direction of of becoming a professional golfer and again um he doesn't have to be rory and nobody's saying that he has to be but he has to be liam um, but, uh, he can certainly try and follow in the, the footsteps of those, those golfers, but it, it's going to take a lot of hard work and, oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we just kind of, you know, we yeah. just, we just kind of reiterate that stuff to him and it, and it's up to him to accept the challenge or not. And so far that's great. He's accepted. Yeah. Oh. So the, the other, the other challenge is going to be for us is just the, how we're, how once he gets to these other levels, uh, if he does, uh, what kind of things that. Are available to, to us um as you know golf is super yes. expensive there's a lot of different things that that uh, are available which is great um but there are some some things that we just can't realize uh, because of our own limitations um so it, it'll be an interesting road going forward but uh i don't know we'll see <laughs> first of all you know i i wish him and you guys the best of luck with this journey thank you but I'd, I'd like to ask a follow-up question to what his aspirations and goals are is, is what is it that your expectations are of him as parents? But basically my expectation is, is that he keeps doing what he wants to do, what he loves to do. I think that that's something that both Jennifer and I agree upon. If there's a day that comes where he doesn't like which i highly doubt this will happen but that he doesn't that he doesn't like golf anymore and that that he doesn't want to pursue that anymore that's okay that's all right with us we want him to continue to have fun we hope that golf is a part of his life you know forever but uh you know we realize things change over time and all that kind of stuff but i my, I, I would just trust, I'd, I'd love to see him, you know, maybe get a scholarship somewhere. That would be a, 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 a if, if you really want to get into my head right. about a goal, <laughs> that, that might be my, that, that might be a, uh, mine. I mean, uh, realistically, the PGA, uh, is so hard to get in. There's, it's so difficult. Uh, not that I don't believe in Liam, I do, but, uh, you know, it, it's that would be a really, really tough road for Liam, and and we'll have to see how that goes. But but I think that if if Liam can really get a lot of fun and play, and maybe you know 
take advantage of some of the the programs and stuff that are out there because of his passion, because of his skill and and uh, and hard work, then that that would be amazing. We I think we would both be so happy that he you know, he could accomplish that and be able to do something that he loves. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said, just, just looking over parts of his most recent journey that you guys have shared on his Instagram account, it seems like he truly does enjoy what he's doing. And it sounds like after talking with you guys, you know, he does have big goals, big dreams. A lot of kids do. And it sounds like he's already taking some of the small steps to reach those goals, which not every nine-year-old does. And Mm -hmm. it really sounds like you guys have as parents really educated him very well and given him a lot of support and shared a lot of positive knowledge with him and been at the same time realistic with winning, losing his expectations so far. And I think a lot of parents listening can take a lot away from what you guys said today, which is awesome. Great. Thank you. Before I let you guys go, because this hour has gone by quickly, um, if, you, if, if you don't mind, where could people find out more about Liam's journey and follow him? So on Instagram, his um, title there is Liam underscore DG underscore McLaren. And he's also on Twitter at DG McLaren. And then he's also on Facebook as well at Liam DG McLaren. Um, so we are more active on Instagram and Facebook than Twitter really, but, um, those are his social media avenues and, uh, we post pictures and, and we also make sure that we post other things too. So like there's some pictures on his Instagram about Halloween pumpkins that we, um, that we carved and some things that we did in the summer to show, because we also like to promote a a balance. Like he is you know, he is only nine and, you know, as much as he is involved in golf, he does other, he's got a balance and he does other things as well. So we like to show, you know, the other side of him, the playful, you know, just kind of kid side of him, you know, with his brother and that sort of thing. So, so we've got lots of different stuff on his, Very his cool. social media so accounts. You could also follow him on uh, some of the sites, future links, which is through golf Canada. Uh, Liam's the, uh, the reigning 2019 National uh, golf champion. Uh, national champion for that which is uh if people don't know they probably know the drive chip and putt from uh f- from the masters there through the through the um pga tour uh it's the canadian equivalent of that so uh he was in the inaugural um uh, group uh under nine years old uh the first year was 2019 and uh it was what an awesome experience that was. And, and we thank all those people from uh, Future Links and Golf Canada for that experience. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he's the current reigning champion of that. And uh, that's something we encourage all of uh, the Canadian kids to definitely get involved in because it was an awesome experience. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's just a side note. Awesome. And what would be your guys' final words of inspiration for raising golfers? Honestly, you need to have fun. You need to enjoy what you're doing. You're not going to learn um, anything. You're not going to you're not you're not going to improve if you don't truly, first and foremost, love what you're doing because that's when your creativity is going to spark. That's when your um, you know your passion is going to spark, and it's going to push you to do the things you need to do to you know to succeed and 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 to thrive. So I think just first and foremost. As parents, um, just support your kids in a positive way. 
you know, we're supposed to be their safe place. So when they're upset, we need to be, we need to be there for them. We need to point out the positives and then just, you know, secondly, point out, you know, the mistakes so that they can learn from it. But first and foremost, just be a positive support, have fun and just, just enjoy the experience. It goes by so quickly. Liam's been playing, gosh, for since he was three, he's nine now. So, I mean, those years have, have just flown and, and you can get caught up in a lot of different things and, and a lot of the competitiveness of it, which is great. Um, but in the end, if the kids don't love what they're doing, you're just pushing them. And, and I, I don't, I, you, I would hate to see anyone being pushed to do something that they don't really truly want to do. I love that. Yeah. I don't think you could have summed it up any better than that. It was awesome talking to you guys. I think you shared so much experience with your journey with your oldest son, Liam. And I think there's a lot that parents listening can take away from what you guys have experienced, been through, and also how you've educated him and raised him along the way. So thank you so much for coming on the Raising Golfers podcast. And again, I wish you guys the best of luck with your future and hope that you guys continue to play golf for the rest of your lives. Oh, well, thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. That was a fun discussion with David and Jennifer about their son, Liam, and the journey that they have been on all together. I'm curious if you caddy for your kids in tournaments and how do you handle some of those difficult situations that happen out there between you and your child? And I'm curious to hear what kind of action you take. So give me some feedback about that. And I'm I was quite intrigued by the conversations that David has with Liam when they're out on the golf course and things they talk about and discuss even after the events. I like how they said that they make sure that conversations always stay positive and talk more about what Liam is in control of and less about what he's not in control of. And I think that's a great mindset and perspective and way to educate children in the game of golf. I also really enjoyed the talk about how they talked to him about winning and losing in tournament play and supporting the winners for their wins. I think that it shows really good sportsmanship, which is important for golf, and it's a good life lesson for our kids to learn. And finally, I really enjoyed talking about their expectations for Liam in the game of golf. David said, nobody says he has to be Rory, but he has to be Liam. And their expectation of him is that he keeps doing things that he wants to do and loves to do as long as he can. So it was a great conversation. I think there was a lot to take away from the advice they had from their journey so far. And I'd like to hear the feedback that you have from this conversation and hope you can take some of the action and actionable tips they gave us in this episode to help you raise your golfers. If you enjoy listening to our podcast and the information you got from this episode, do us a favor and continue to support us by hitting that subscribe button and giving us a five-star review. Your continued support will help us continue to grow and be able to interview some of the most experienced parents, coaches, and players in the golf industry to help you continue to raise your golfer to their full potential.